Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Hey, welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour. I'm already flubbing up the title. It's okay. We've got a ton. This is going to be another. This is back-to-back XXXL, my former shirt size size episodes, because we had stuff with the Combine. Now we've got free agency. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, especially, you know, trades. I've never seen this many NFL trades with these marquee players Ever in the history of not only fantasy football, but in football in general. So we've got lots of major news to bring you. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to our lovely sponsor, Fantasy Points. We are part of the Fantasy Points Media Network. They've got lots of stuff going on. Now, there's obviously tons and tons of news. Fantasy Points has it all. So if you go check out their website, please do so. We have an early bird special. It's DHH22 to get 10% off a Fantasy Points subscription. 90% of subscribers made the playoffs in both 2020 and 2021. So guess what? 90% of y'all or better are going to make the playoffs here in 2022. It's the lowest price price in the industry. They have an analytic power draft tool. There's a DFS optimizer. If you like to play DFS like myself, lots of cool stuff on there. So again, go check out fantasypoints.com. Shout out to them once again this week. I'm going to bring my my co-host in, Tyler James. Tyler, I know you've had a long day. You've been on kid duty all day. I know you're not like, uh, you know, too swimming about it. But other than that, how the heck have you been, my friend? It's been good. Uh, You know, we found out a player that was rumored to go to the Falcons did not. We'll get to that. But after seeing the compensation, we we dodged a bullet there. I mean, we would have had to give both kidneys, our pancreas, a testicle. both of them easily your perineum i don't know how they would remove that but i i have no idea now, now we're getting really just too into the body so shout out if you know what a perineum is you're the real mvp it's isn't two it knees. that space it's two knees a perineum, your... a perineum yes james you're yes that is correct you don't even need to go any further you are spot no on, it's two knees a perineums a perineums it's case keenum's <laughs> He got traded. We'll talk about it. Parakeenums. Case Keenums. A parakeet? <laughs> now we're into birds. <laughs> Falcons. We're bringing it all together. Yeah. yeah. James, listen with you and Joyzy. Oh, nothing much, man. It's getting warmer out. Feels good. I was pushing my son out there on the swing today. I never knew 10-month old babies just love to be pushed around in fresh oh, my, air man i'll tell wow. you what, even when they're three years old all ford wants to do is go daddy go swing daddy go swing and i'm like yes we can go out and go swing can i tell you a 35 year old also loves it too so <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> confirmed so let's let's uh let's get right into it because this is another just like i said a jam absolutely jam packed week we're gonna start with the big big news And it was really around Deshaun Watson. Now, we've been anticipating a move for months, if not years. All right, (laughs) not years, but a year, months. (laughs) And it looked like it was down to a couple of teams. It looks like it was down to Tyler's Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. And people were anticipating he's going to go home to Atlanta. And then, oh, let me pull the old old (laughs) whoopsie doodle. And it was Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns out of nowhere. Uh, signs with the Browns. So they send Houston a, a first round, three firsts, a third, a fourth. The Browns get back to Sean Watson in a fifth round pick. And they immediately extend him. He signed through 2026. And they gave him the most guaranteed money in NFL history, which All I'm going to be frank with you. Gross. Okay. Too much money. No, it's not even the money. It's like you've got this guy who's got character issues, and I understand like he got cleared through the things. It just, I just find it gross. Like you it's give this details. guy, you give this guy the most guaranteed money in NFL history. He's being rewarded for being kind of like a not great, potentially a not great. I don't know. It just, and and you know what? If anything, the Cleveland Browns somehow this will bite him in the ass and blow up in their face because they're the Cleveland Browns. It's, yep, this is what happens. 
Um, so uh, karma will follow Watson. Uh, like we're, we're off fantasy. Watson, they they structured his deal to where he makes a million dollars this year. So if he's suspended, any game he's suspended, he only loses fifty five thousand instead of millions. Such a, such a crappy loophole. So from what I heard is his choice was Atlanta. Atlanta wouldn't agree to this. He went to New Orleans. New Orleans was like, nah, we're not agreeing to it. That's when you heard uh, rumors that Carolina was asked the same thing. They said no. And everybody's like, why did Carolina not agree to his terms? That's crazy. They need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, now you see, because they, you know, they have they have good moral compasses. <laughs> and and then he goes to said last team that he was interested in and says, Hey, would you guys do this? If you guys would, I mean, let's do it. And they're like, yeah, let's bring him in. Come on. It's Cleveland. Nobody really cares. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. So obviously the, you know, Baker Mayfield hasn't moved yet. They said that, you know, he requested to be traded. He's obviously going to be traded now. Yeah. So oh, maybe yeah. we'll see him move in the next few weeks here. Um, this is obviously we're, we'll talk about the quarterback carousel because this kind of like was the next domino to fall. And then we're going to see, some other dominoes fall behind it in this quarterback market. That's really, start, really starting to tape shape after Aaron Rodgers resigned with the Packers and Russell Wilson went to Denver and and all these things. And what it tells you is that no one's really jazzed about this quarterback class. Um, yeah. With all these veterans moving from team to team is exactly what it tells me. Now there's rumors that there might only be one, maybe two quarterbacks picked in the first round is what I'm hearing. So very interesting. Respectively um, so. Yeah, very interesting stuff going on there. So, it, yeah, it does look like Deshaun Watson is going to face some sort of suspension. The Browns also went out and re-signed Jacoby Brissett with Baker Mayfield possibly being on or probably being on the move. And Brissett is a – if Watson gets suspended four to six games, Brissett is a serviceable starter. Yeah. Like, I've always liked Jacoby Brissett. He's, he plays safe. He doesn't do anything stupid. He's a smart player. When he was here with the Patriots, I wish they didn't let him go as a backup. And then he started for Indy for a year, and you know he was serviceable, so he could get he could get the Browns by. They still have a good defense. They're obviously he can run the football. So let's get into the other big trade this week, and this it was, one was great. And this one, you know, we didn't really see it coming, but I guess it, the writing's been on the wall in Green Bay for a while. Aaron Rodgers supposedly knew that Devontae Adams didn't want to come back, and that Devontae Adams wanted to be a Las Vegas Raider and play with his old college quarterback Derek Carr. You know, you follow the money. Devontae Adams bought a house for $12 million in Vegas a few months ago. Usually a pretty good indicator that like, yeah, they might want to be in that area. Uh, it's a timeshare. Especially, <laughs> especially when you spend $12 million. Rumors is, is his house is right next to Derek Carr's. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but so Devontae Adams gets traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Green Bay Packers get back a couple of picks. They get a, what, a first and a second round this year. Yep. Um, the Raiders immediately extend... Devonte Adams to a five-year, $140 million deal with $65 million guaranteed, making him the highest paid receiver um, per average of all time. There's talks of a Derek Carr extension. And again, we talked about them playing together at Fresno State. So there's rapport there. Now, the fallout from this is everyone's going to be like, oh, Devontae Adams isn't as valuable. I'm not, I'm not following that train. I think Devontae Adams is going to be just fine with Derek Carr. Derek Carr threw the ball downfield way more often last year than he did in 2020. And I think if anything, this really gouges Hunter Renfro because Hunter Renfro was the number one receiver in that offense because they didn't have anything else with the Henry Ruggs incident. Brian Edwards not really um, developing the way they wanted him to and Darren Waller being injured. So for me, I know, Tyler, you were a big Hunter Renfro guy going into the season. Are you tempering your expectations now for Renfro or you're like, you know what? No big deal. He's still going to get his. Bingo. I think it actually opens up for Renfro a little more. Uh, I mean, Carr's going to look Adams' way. Adams is going to get 120 targets plus. But McDaniel's system is quick passes. And also, Adams, he kind of works on the give me five yards to get open and then throw the ball in an area where I'm going to be at. That's kind of what Rodgers and Adam did. That was their deep ball kind of kind of play was, okay, Adams beat him off, off the line, and I'm going to throw the ball. To- <laughs> and I'm going to... And I'm gonna throw him the ball. Must not have been good if he wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, I don't know the likes, story there. Maybe he likes quarterbacks with permanent eyeliner. Oh my goodness! Da- I mean, Derek Carr is his dude with a permanent eyeliner. That's it's for tattooed sure. on his. He's eyelids. like the mayor in Batman, the, not the new <laughs> one, but the old ones. But yeah, I, I think it's a perfect fit. McDaniel's will. I think, despite all this, 
I, I really like Renfro now and his value. I still think he's going to get 100 targets. And they're going to be the short passes that we saw. And I think in the red zone as well, uh, Renfro's still going to eat. It, it's Waller I'm more worried about a little, in a really? way. Really? I mean, McDaniels and tight ends, like... that That's true. It, it, honestly, all three of these guys could do well. It could be the running backs that get hurt. It could, it could be, be a Randy Moss, Wells, Wes, 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 Wes Wilker. <laughs> What's going Wes, on tonight? It could be Wes Weckler. <laughs> I think Wes Weckler is going to go all the reception. Uh, but... <laughs> I, I completely agree. All three of them can be just fine. I Honestly, I think all of them, except Adams now, are values. Adams might even be a value because people will look at it and be like, oh, no, Rodgers. So I think all three of these guys could be a really good value in Dynasty. And hey, if you're a win-now team, go out and get Adams. Even Carr. Carr's so undervalued in Superflex that... He's my QB5 in the startup we did. Yeah, I mean... Once he's uh, the, the eyeliner is not dripping into his eyes anymore. It's it's permanent. It's tattooed on. You don't need to worry about that. Right. James, what do you think about Devontae Adams to the Raiders? To the Raiders. Uh, I, I like it. I, I It's about time that he got out of Green Bay. We knew he wasn't happy there last year. I didn't expect him to sit on a franchise tag, although we talked about it um, when Rodgers came aboard. I, I think it's a good move for him. Uh, fantasy wise, I think he's still going to be able to command a, a healthy target share. And as far as Renfro and Waller go, I think they both take a little bit of a hit. A guy like Devonte Adams is going to command a hefty target share. And Derek Carr was throwing the ball maybe 30 times a game last year, especially towards the end of the season. I don't see Renfro getting as much, especially with a healthy Waller back on the field. And then, you know, Waller's a, a wide receiver and a tight end's body. So I'm not as worried about as for him. But I think Renfro really takes the hit, especially on those shorter passes, um, dump downs from Derek Carr. You know, Adams is just going to try to get open and he will be open and he'll catch the ball. So, yep. So the other big re-signing this week, you know, Chris Godwin signed a, a long-term deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did franchise franchise tag him for the second time. So this move actually reduces his cap hit for this year. So they gave him a three-year, $60 million deal, which seems to be the running price for a young, up-and-coming or established receiver. It's really $20 million per year. We'll talk a little bit about um, DJ Moore signing a long-term deal for similar money. We saw Christian Burke sign for a ridiculous amount of money. That's Too, much money. Too much yeah. money. Too much money. Um, so I, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, we know Tom Brady's going to be the quarterback in 2022. I have no doubt in my mind that Chris Godwin is going to be ready for day one. The dude is a worker. I think he's going to be healthy and ready to go. Um, and I think he'll have another great season. Now, obviously the quarterback situation outside of 2022, we don't know what it is, but you know what? Chris Godwin, his dynasty ADP is down and I'm buying the talent. I think Chris Godwin is one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. So this doesn't change anything for me. As far as, you know, what what do they do for a quarterback in 2023? I don't care about that. I think Chris Godwin is just really, really good. Do you guys have any commentary on this extension by the Bucks? No, I agree. I no. think he could be value just because of the ACL. I, I yep. You know I love Godwin, so that's yeah. it. Coming off the injury, 100%, he's a buy. Yep, absolutely. All right, so we're going to do the rest of this buy position, and we've got a lot of news. We've got some rumors. We've got some signings, all sorts of good stuff. So, boom, here we go. We're going to start at quarterback, which has been, you know, everybody wants to know where the quarterbacks are going. Now we know where Aaron Rodgers is going to be. Russell Wilson is going to be where Deshaun Watson is going to be. We don't know about Baker. We don't know about is Matt Ryan going to get traded and some of these other things that are going on. Um, but we do know that Mitch Trubisky, who is a hot name in the free agent streets, he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers two years, 14 million. I view him as an upgrade over Ben Roethlisberger because Ben looked like the husk of a Husky NFL quarterback. He was just not good. Dwayne Haskins is only signed to a one-year deal. Here's what I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to, going to do. He wasn't the key in the Husky. No, he was so, the husk. He was the husk. So I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to draft a quarterback in round one and Trubisky is going to be the bridge guy thoughts. I don't hate it. Uh, I don't disagree with it too much either. My my opinion, though, is they they love Malik Willis, and he's going, in my guess right now, he's going to Detroit. Aiden Hutchinson looks like he's going to be 101 uh, at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and <clears throat> I don't think I don't think Detroit needs an offensive lineman. I don't think they're in love with Thibodeau, which they, they should, but in my opinion, they could go Malik at, at two and just be like, okay, 
that's it. We'll we'll go, we'll look at a pass rusher, maybe the Michigan guy who tore his Achilles uh, yesterday, sadly. Oh, yeah. yeah, at his pro day. Maybe go him at the end of the the first round. And honestly, I think the next quarterback would probably be Pittsburgh at, at when they pick. Unless could Carolina it, doesn't make a move. Yeah, could it be Coral? Coral. Or or could it be a picket? Uh, it seems like Pickett and Coral are racing, racing each other for the second and third quarterback spot. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. And Pittsburgh, uh, if you if you look at Trubisky in Buffalo, he looked good. He looked different. Now the question is, can he throw to the left side hmm. of the field? Uh, I know I was listening to uh, Fantasy Football Weekly with Paul Charging and, and Scott Fish this week, and Fish was even talking about, he's like, you know, Mitch doesn't like to throw left he's not good at it and he's he's not great at throwing in the middle and you know what he's not great at throwing to the right either <laughs> so yeah but i think working in buffalo and learning from josh allen probably helped him we saw a four touchdown game in the preseason and if if that's kind of a, a look at him learning and growing without Nagy, uh who knows matt Nagy could be i mean, he, uh, I mean he's got a year under josh allen it's a pretty good understudy yeah uh, and I, I would take a chance on Trubisky. What would you guys give in a super flex for from good old Mitch? Hmm. A third. I was gonna say maybe in this class, maybe a late second. Yeah. I would go mid That's second. Max. Mid, okay. I'm not really yeah. interested in taking my shot on Mitch Trubisky. Quite if frankly, he, if he hits in this offense with this head coach, who's a, it's a stable franchise. If he hits and he does pan out. You hit hard. Like, that's the thing. That's the risk that you're taking. I mean, who are you getting in the second round of a super flex? Are you getting Desmond Ritter? Are you getting a Matt Coral? Are you, you you know, that's that's the situation that I'm looking at. I'd rather take a a shot on one of those other rookies that has a, a higher running upside and no bad track record of making multiple mistakes. Like, if we look at, and I have it written here on the show sheet, I'm not lying to anybody. 3,700 yards from Big Ben last year, 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Mitch Trubisky's best year was 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. That was his best, and that was the season that he had the six-game, six-touchdown game. How do we know? It it inflated his numbers even more. Yeah, but the talent around Ben is pretty good. So, right. So, here's what I'm thinking, and I am proposing for the Steelers' offense. They are going to feed Najee Harris – the ball. So I think he actually gets an uptick. I don't think they go out and straight trust Mitch Trubisky to unleash and become a gunslinger, even though we all know that he is pretty much a gunslinger type quarterback. He takes risks. All right. I think he he sticks with Deontay Johnson. Pat Fryermuth, I think, gets a bump because of this because he loves the big target in the end zone. And like like aforementioned, Najee Harris, I, I think he's going to be elite in his second season. You're forgetting somebody who fits Trubisky's style. Um, don't completely. say Claypool, man. Yeah, I don't, mean, oh God. A, a guy who just goes deep. I, I don't think Claypool. So we've gonna we've out. officially spent way too much time on Mitch Trubisky. I, I all I'm all I'm going to say is 208 is around where I would give for Mitch mid to late okay. second. Fair. Uh, yeah. Let's let's move on to other quarterbacks because that was way too much Mitch Trubisky talk for one podcast. It's not allowed. We'll be banned hey, from the FCC. Do you want to get Mitchy? The, the MVP. Do you want to get Trubisky? The Nickelodeon value, most valuable player. All right, let's talk about Matt Stafford. He's not going anywhere. He signed a four-year, $160 million extension with $135 million guaranteed. This opened up some cap room for the Rams to make some moves, which we'll talk about. Oof, and, did they? Uh, and it keeps Cooper Cup owners happy, I guess. Lol. So, yeah. Uh, so the Rams made some moves. We'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Uh, a small signing, but still a notable one. Tyrod Taylor to the Giants, two years for $11 million. He's going to back up Daniel Jones, you know, for the five or six games that he's healthy. Um, and then Tyrod Taylor will be the starter and play okay. And then he'll get hurt. And then it'll be like, uh, what's Daniel the Jones there? Co- Daniel Jones comes back comes and back. dominates because that's how Georgia, it's always. Jake, Jake Fromm will be the Jake, No, Jake Fromm got cut. So oh, did he? he got released. So, yeah. Everywhere he goes, it seems like every time he gets hurt, the backup or rookie or younger quarterback comes in and just dominates mm. Mills, Herbert Baker. So all they need to do is start Tyrod week one 
and then have their doctor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's the writings on the wall for the New York Giants. There, it's no secret to what they are doing. They really don't care whether or not Daniel Jones can or cannot play. They are just biding their time for the right time. I'm sorry. They're trying to wait for the right time to get a, a valuable franchise quarterback in the draft. Whether or not they can do so is yet to be seen. They've always mm -hmm. struck out when they've tried to uh, swing swing at the big hits. Daniel Jones, especially, just didn't work out. You know, I had high you hopes for Eli, him coming though. out of Duke. Yeah, I mean, hey, Eli, you know, it's the it's the name, it's the pedigree, and it, and it kind of worked out for us. But I don't think Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones is going to be fantasy viable. I'm looking at Daniel Jones as a maybe a high-end QB3 for Superflex, but that's about it. Gotcha. Uh, Houston did make a move at quarterback other than trading Deshaun Watson. They went and signed Kyle Allen, formerly of the Washington Commanders, and he also this played for Carolina. Uh, Kyle Allen's actually a pretty decent backup quarterback, but it looks like Davis Mills is the guy. There's been no rumors whatsoever of Houston being in on Baker Mayfield. They didn't take a quarterback back in this trade. Um, I think they probably could have easily like, oh, we'll give you Baker Mayfield. You give us Deshaun Watson. And they were like, nah, I think we're good. I think we're going to yeah. go with Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah. So if you went out and traded for Davis Mills, like Tyler and I, um, you're feeling pretty good right now because I don't feel that they're going to draft a quarterback. I don't think they're going to sign or trade for any one of the guys that's remaining out there um, unless it's Jimmy G, but I don't see that. No. You know, Nick Cesario's the GM used to be with the Pats. I don't see that happening. Houston is very much in that like, Let's give the keys to a young quarterback, see what he can do. We're going to get a bunch of draft picks and kind of rebuild this thing. Um, so I like what they're doing there in Houston. We do have some quarterbacks that are still to be decided. The Seahawks, obviously, they have a vacancy, although they're talking up Drew Locke, whatever. Um, <laughs> so they're calling about Baker Mayfield as well as Matt Ryan. Uh, San Francisco, there hasn't been a lot of news about Jimmy G. The Colts seem like a really good fit for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so I Carolina. can see... I could see Carolina being a fit for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't think we see anything on that front as we until we get closer to the draft. Um, yeah. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Can there. I That'll be like to, phase three of free agency. Can, can I go yeah. rewind back to Davis Mills and ask you guys? I gave up 110 in a Superflex League's, League in February, early February-ish. And it was a risk because of the, yeah. all the trades and stuff that were going to happen. But right now, it looks like the biggest W. Because, yeah, that's great. Because... What quarterback in this class would you rather have over Mills and what he did? Not anybody at the 110. No. <clears throat> I mean, like, you're taking shots at that point. At least you know Davis Mills was creditable in in the sense that he that the team believes in him, that it, they are giving him another shot. Uh, he seems to believe in what the team wants to do moving forward and adheres to that with no no negative feedback. I think he's built a rapport of Brandon Cooks, and I am waiting for Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan to really pop out of the bag My this dudes. season. So I, I think I think it's a great move for Mills. It's a great yeah. move for the Houston Texans, and we're going to get to someone at the bottom of this page where so, I'm kind of excited about as a sleeper too so for Houston. So I think yeah. the best thing for Mills too was they they hired within Lovey Smith, head coach. He was the defensive coordinator. Yep, Lovey new mills and all that so he's Sees him he, every uh, day yeah pep hamilton as offensive coordinator was the biggest signing because he is like a quarterback guru he's so good with young players and and developing them into a really good solid quarterback so i think having pep as well uh, is huge for him and honestly if mills keeps progressing we're looking at a top 14 dynasty quarterback if he comes out and looks like he did at the end of the season. Yeah. So other quarterback news, Jameis Winston, for some reason, still out there. I thought Jameis Winston played really, really well for the Saints last year. Obviously, we know he tore his ACL. I'm super interested where he lands because I think Jameis is a positive for any offense for fantasy purposes that he's a part of. So maybe he's in the Colts plans. Maybe he just goes back to the Saints, which is still That's possible. What it sounds like I think um, so. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. You know, the Saints freed up a ton of cap space trying to get Deshaun Watson. So there's no reason they can't sign Jameis to a one-year, $10 million deal and still have some money left over. And then Gardner Minshew is a name that's possibly on the move, uh, been linked to Carolina. Uh, I thought Minshew played I thought Minshew played pretty well again last year. And, you know, he showed flashes even with that hapless Jacksonville team a couple of years ago. Minshew looked good for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that'll be an interesting name because Carolina is just like – 
They're just treading <laughs> water. Sucks. Nobody have, wants to go there. <laughs> they have fudged up. They've fudged up guys at the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, super interesting to see what they do. The Darnold experiment has officially failed. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the wide receiver news. Big, big names moving this week. We saw Allen Robinson. Now we thought he could go to the Patriots, the Chiefs. Oh, no. Out of nowhere. L.A. Rams. Three years, $46.5 million. He's going to be 29 years old at the start of the regular season. Now, this move kind of was the writing on the wall. Do they move Bob Woods, who's making a lot of money? Are they still going to try to re-sign Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, the answer to that a couple days later came with Robert Woods getting traded to the Tennessee Titans for a sixth-round pick, which makes sense because they're taking on Robert Woods' salary. Big Uh, contract. And then the other fallout from that is that Julio Jones was released from the Tennessee Titans. So Julio's a free agent. Supposedly Tom Brady's recruiting him. Julio's watched whatever. recruiting everybody. He recruited me, and I was like, nah, dude. Um, <laughs> Liar. So let's start you with didn't the say no. Let's start with the Rams. So now we've got a wide receiver room as of right now with Cooper Cup, the number one wide receiver in fantasy last year. We've got Allen Robinson coming off a down year, but I think he still has it. Yeah. And they've got Van Jefferson. They spent a second round pick on Tutu Atwell. Oops. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Supposedly, Adam Schefter reported that they still have enough money to re-sign Odell Beckham Jr. I don't want them to because I want Allen Robinson to be a thing. What do you guys think about Allen Robinson's fit with the L.A. Rams? Uh, I think it might be too many cooks in the kitchen. If they do bring back OBJ, um, you're not going to know who's going to have the great fantasy day on an, any given basis. Great for best ball. Great for... Matthew Stafford's fantasy output, but I'm a little nervous here. And I think the odd man out, if they do bring OBJ back, is Van Jefferson. Because the what of what OBJ showed in the Super Bowl and the playoff push uh to get there, that he was reliable, that he still had the juice, that he still had the reflex to catch the ball out of nowhere, just grab it out of the sky over contest uh with contested catches, etc doing anything and everything to help that team win. Now, is he more talented than Van Jefferson? Yes, I believe so. Can he stay on the field being healthy? Who knows? Yet to be seen. But I I think Van Jefferson lost uh, an extreme amount of value with all these moves going in, and I think he is the odd man out. Yeah, on the flip side of that, Tyler, what do you think about Robert Woods with the Tennessee Titans? I like it. I mean... I do too. Me too. OBJ tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. He ain't coming back till November. That's the thing. Like you're talking about Van Jefferson falling. I think he's a buy. Just because how how do we know OBJ is going to come back to what he was? It took him a long time to get back from the last ACL. And I think it's the same knee that he tore his ACL. So, there's a little more damage to the ACL. There's there's a little more complex to, complexity to it. In my opinion, Van Jefferson is a buy cuz he he's cheap. People are fading him because uh, they 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 think, okay, he's never going to be a thing. He's not. He's not going to be a wide receiver two. He's going to be a wide receiver four for your dynasty team, which is just fine. But going back to Robert Woods, uh, I've seen people say, oh, this shows a lot about A.J. Brown. They tried to bring Julio Jones in and Robert Woods. No, they're trying to bring wide receiver twos in mm-hmm. to compliment A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's a stud, but you know what? Every stud needs a sidekick. Batman needed one. Uh, Superman, he's just selfish. Who cares? But uh, I guess Wonder Woman was kind of a sidekick for him. But side piece, and, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I like Robert Woods. He's a perfect complement to AJ Brown. Completely different styles, but they're both fantastic route runners. Uh, if he comes back fully healthy, Robert Woods is going to be just fine in this offense. Who knows? Derrick Henry. Maybe he's not himself again. We we kind of saw a little bit of him at the end of the year. Maybe they need to throw more. Ryan Tannehill could be a buy. Uh, I was just going to say that Tannehill's yeah. value, I think, with this move, and they made a move yeah. at tight end, which we'll talk about, which I think is an upgrade over what they had last year. So I actually like Tannehill rebounding because it, he's been really good for fantasy up until last year, and I think he I think he is a buy in Superflex leagues right now because I think a lot of people Agreed. are down on him, but these moves... Um, give me a little bit of juice. What do you get for Tannehill? Robert Woods? And I just want to jump in here because I love me some Bobby Trees. And, mm-hmm. you know, not for nothing, everybody has discounted Robert Woods every single year. You look at it in redraft. He's always falling to the fourth or fifth round. And with the exception of this year when he got hurt, he was in that low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. So there is potential for him to get a lot of targets from Tannehill. 
with the with the less of competition, just AJ Brown, who is not the guy that commands a hundred targets a season. He should be. He should be, but he doesn't. I think they need somebody to take the the stress off of AJ Brown a little bit, and Robert Woods fits that perfect. And he can run the ball. He he is very versatile on the football field. I think Robert Woods is a great addition to the Tennessee Titans. They needed someone to make a splash, and Woods can do it. Tyler, uh, to answer your question, you were getting to, I would give up a mid-second comfortably for okay. Woods coming off the injury and his age. It's not a passing offense, so I think you can get him for yeah. a mid-second, and I would be totally cool with that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs making moves, finally trying to relieve some pressure off of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and they go out and sign Schmoosh-Moosh-Mish-Mooster to a one-year prove-it deal for $10.75 <laughs> million. Now, Juju used to be the wide receiver one in Dynasty just a few years ago. I thought ago. you were going to say TikTok King, and then Jackson well, came in. And <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Uh, so Juju was the number one receiver in Dynasty just a few years ago. I think we forget that. Yeah. He's still only 25 years old. Um, he does more talking than he does playing recently, but I love this move because he's going to be attached to Patrick Mahomes at least for one year. So if you've if you've had Juju on your team, you've been holding him, you automatically got a bump in value because he goes to arguably the best quarterback in the league. I think they're gonna they're gonna carve out a role for him. He's not gonna I know be that role. He's not gonna be an outside guy. He's gonna they're gonna move him around a little bit. McCole Hardman, RIP. Um, you know, he'll be a gadget guy, but that's about it. So Tyler, any thoughts here on Juju's oh, yes. in the city? So I was a little kind of, I was kind of like, okay, he's going to be overvalued and stuff, but listening to fantasy football on CBS, Heath Cummings was talking about the, the blanket coverage they put on Kansas city that really hurt them in the earlier, early on our middle of the season. There was games. They shut Tyreek down. They shut him down because you know what? Tyreek had to evolve into a different player. He was a, is a short route guy. Uh, Heath. And I was even thinking this before, it it opens up things for this whole offense. If you're gonna blanket cover them, instead of trying for Clyde Edwards Solaire or anybody like that, Juju's gonna be there five, ten yards out. Give him short passes and see what he can do after. If they're gonna try to stop Tyreek from going deep, you've got a good middle of the field guy now, other than Kelsey, because they're gonna double him. Now you got Juju on single coverage. And you know what? Last time Juju had that was when he had Antonio Brown. And Juju went off. I'm not saying he's going to be back to 1,400 yard Juju, but if he could be a thousand yard receiver with 70 catches, that is feasible to me. And I think now not 100 catches and 900 yards like a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, this is perfect. Everybody was in love with Jarvis going here, but in my opinion, you get younger here. His whole salary is based off incentives, pretty much. So. Uh, I'm, I think I'm, I might actually go out and try to see, get, give a little feelers for Juju. His price might be a little spendier than I wish. Mm-hmm. It's higher than it was last week. That's for that, sure. That's true. Yeah. If you were buying last week, it was a second rounder and you're walking away hoping he landed with the chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's move on to Russell Gage. So if you've listened to this podcast for a few years, you will know that me and my buddy, Zach Kruger, I met him. You met I know him. who that is. Yes. Me and my, and he was wearing a Russell Gage jersey at the time. Yeah. Um, so Zach and I have been Russell Gage stands for a while. And I picked him up in every dynasty league I could for nothing. And he became a player. He looked really good for the Falcons last year. So taking that asset that you got for free, and now he signed a three-year $30 million deal to be, in essence, the slot receiver for Tom Brady is pretty awesome. Russell Gage is versatile. He can throw passes. He's going to be a reliable target for Brady. You know, Godwin, maybe he doesn't come back right at the beginning of the season. Even if he does, Godwin is going to be flexible to move around everywhere. And Gage can just patrol the slot. So if you have Russell Gage on your team, he was probably your wide receiver six. He now becomes like flexible um, week to week, I think, with Tom Brady as his quarterback. So I love this for uh, Russell Gage. You know, unfortunately, he couldn't go back to the Falcons because they don't have any receivers. Um, so James, any thoughts on Russell Gage in this signing? I think it's a sneaky signing. In the this Falcons are anti wide receiver. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah. but no, yeah. I, I like the move for Russell Gage. I like it for the bucks. You know, last year we saw between Mike Evans, Chris Godwin constantly getting smaller injuries, taking them off the field. Then we saw Antonio Brown step Go up. Crazy. We saw Rashad Perryman one game step up. I think 
those games are coming for Russell Gage, and we will be able to forecast them uh, later in the season as we see it work itself out. You know, it's always going to be middle to the end of the season where we see, oh, Russell Gage is still healthy because he hasn't gotten that, that much work, and now it's his time to shine. And Brady will find the open wide receiver much better than Matt Ryan. Sorry, Tyler. Um, yeah. And and that's what it looks like. You know, everybody's surrounding Tom Brady with the hopes that it, it works out. I like Russell Gage, and I like the contract. You know, Mike Evans oh, it's going to be, what, 31 soon? No, it'll um, be 29 next yeah, year. Yeah, it'll be 29, 29, which is insane. 20, I know. He's got eight straight years and 1,000 yards. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> they just restructured his contract. He's only got one year left after this season on it, I believe. I, I know he's on the on the books for until 2026, but they voided out all that money after the after the 2023 season so i can see him going and maybe gage is left there with godwin side by side you never know and i like the fact that they kind of left the door open for his progression moving yeah forward. and the bucks did resign brashad perryman so as of note he'll be on the depth chart cool yeah uh, <laughs> let's move on to the lions who made a move in free agency first they resigned josh reynolds to a deal which i like i've always liked josh reynolds um he's just he's had some splash games and i've always liked him as a player um, but they signed DJ Chark to a one-year, $10 million to play that real alpha role in their offense. Now, we all know that Amon Ross St. Brown is still going to be there. And I'm not super worried. You know, it doesn't scare me either for Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, you're going to have Hawkinson, Swift, DJ Chark. You're going to have Reynolds. who will play a little bit of a role. But Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously, who was a league winner for you in his rookie year, which was awesome. Um, but Chark's coming back from a broken ankle. I would love to see the DJ Chark from a couple of years ago with a thousand yards. It's going to be interesting because I think this move with Chark, they could still very much draft a receiver in the first round too. Kind of gives me a little bit of a bump on Jared Goff. Am I crazy here, Tyler? Or am I? Yeah, you're crazy. Crazy. Chark, Chark does not fit Goff well at all. Uh, Goff has a terrible deep ball. Now, if they draft Malik Willis, hello. I mean, DJ Chark to the moon. And I'm this move worries me about Amon Ross St. Brown. It does. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but, but the realistic thing is Amon Ross St. Brown's not getting over 30% target share. Hawkinson's no. back. Swift is back healthy. <clears throat> if Amon Ross gets a 20% target share, he's going to be a mid to late wide receiver too for you. So I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, that that's, that's his cost last year for sure. But his cost this year is kind of it, it all depends on owner. Uh, whoever whoever rosters him is going to be the person that debates that because it could be as high as 102 or it could be as low as 110, 112. Yep. So it, it it it's all depending on that. But yeah, it, it I no on the golf thing gross. Gotcha. So yeah, the, Tyler the, hit the nail on the head with that. Goff it, does not throw the deep ball well, and DJ doesn't. Chark not necessarily a, a pillar of health himself either. True. So, all right, let's move on to our last notable signing here. We did have some extensions and restructures. We'll talk about here in a second, but it was the Jacksonville Jaguars throwing the bag around. We saw them do this a handful of years ago. They made the AFC Championship when they did it. When they spent all that money on like Malik Jackson and Blake Bortles was the quarterback. And they made it to the AFC championship. I don't think that's going to happen this year, but you know, they went out and, and really spent the bag on Christian Kirk, which was the shocker of all free agency, right? It was like, what? Uh, when you saw the money come in for that, well, they went out and signed Zay Jones who had a really solid year for the Las Vegas Raiders last year. Set a can career get a high, too. Yeah. <laughs> set, a, set a career high in receptions and yardage in the last game of the year for them. I know I started him in my championship in fantasy. I don't want to talk about it, but it worked out. Um, Three years, 24 million bucks. So $8 million per year for Zay Jones, a former second round pick who flamed out in Buffalo, had some mental health issues, but seems to have resurrected his career a little bit here. It looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars receiver room is, you know, you're going to have, I think Marvin Jones is still on the team. Now they have Zay Jones. They have Christian Kirk, LaVisca. Like, I just want to see, I just want to see LaVisca go somewhere where he, he will be properly used. I would love to see LaVisca in New England would be great. They could use a weapon like him that they can use all over the field. I don't know if he gets traded or not, but the writing seems to be on the wall for Mr. Chenault, which is a bummer. So James, what do you think about Zay Jones here to the Jets? I, I mean, I'm not looking too deep into it. There is a, uh, it's it. The contract is front loaded 
for the most yeah. part. It was 14 guaranteed up front, uh, 5.5 million dollar signing bonus. Uh, they do have a potential out in 2024, so I, I think he has two years to really prove whether or not it's going to work and it's going to be the Trevor Lawrence experience. Like we've saw, we saw Trevor Lawrence come in and stink it up. Yeah, who do you have? He had DJ Chark. He had Marvin Jones. I don't think Zay Jones is the answer. I don't think Christian Kirk was the answer. I think Doug Peterson's coming in there trying to shake things up a little bit and help out his quarterback. And what he's really doing is just putting in some some fillers. Like, you know how they fix the potholes on the road sometimes? You'll see them just fill the hole. And And then the next spring comes along and the same pothole is even bigger it's deeper because, yeah. <laughs> yeah because they didn't pave repave the freaking spot well that's what they're doing in jacksonville they're not repaving anything for trevor lawrence they keep throwing these vets that have had flashes of good football play and it's mm-hmm. just not an, an experiment that i even want to mess with i'm happy that i don't have any trevor lawrence I'm happy I have a lot of Travis Etienne because I think he gets used the most in this offense. And for Zay Jones, I'm happy. You know, congratulations. You got a great contract out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But for fantasy purposes, I'm I'm maybe a late flyer. But other than that, no. Gotcha. So other uh, wide receiver news. DJ Moore, I alluded to earlier, signed signed a three-year extension in Carolina for $61.9 million. So again, that $20 million a year seems a pretty... Um, accurate number for young up-and-coming receivers in the league. Chris Godwin got it. Christian Kirk, who's not really up-and-coming, but whatever. Uh, and Robbie Anderson restructured his deal to a two-year $29 million with $20 million guaranteed. So freed up some money for them as well. Uh, so Carolina has been making some signings here uh, on the defense. The defense, yeah. Yep. Uh, Vikings restructured Adam Thielen, $27 million guaranteed the next two years, and he signed through 2024. So he's going to be around for a bit. And we talked about Rashad Perryman. So Thielen, Thielen looks like he's going to be uh, a Viking for his career, possibly. Uh, some other minor news. Jakeem Grant, who flashed for the Bears last year, signed a three-year deal with the Browns for $14 bucks. James Washington to Dallas on a one-year deal. Uh, he, like should be, he should that's, be there. That's the interesting one right there. Yeah, he should be there. And we'll circle back. He should be their wide receiver three after CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. Byron Pringle signed a one-year deal with the Bears, so he kind of replaces Jakeem Grant. Cool. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski, the former all-pro Patriot kick returner, signs a two-year deal. For the Steelers now, the Steelers lost Ray Ray McLeod to the Niners, so Gunner he might play a, a you know a role on offense. Obviously, the Steelers uh, lost Juju as well as James Washington, so I could see them being a team that maybe drafts a receiver. And when the Steelers draft a receiver, you, you your listen. ears your ears always have to perk up. <laughs> so keep that in mind. If they take a a day two receiver, his his draft value is going to go up a little bit, just a tad. Um, I'm always interested. They usually hit on those. Now there's been guys over the years that they haven't, but for the most part, it usually works out pretty well. So guys, quick wide receiver roundup. Do you guys have any, any commentary about some of these smaller deals? I know James Washington is one that was Tyler's guy a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, if, if he can resurface his career, it's Dallas Dak will be able to get him the ball deep big Ben throughout the end of his career. He couldn't. They replaced him with with Claypool, so Washington kind of got buried and buried early. Hmm. I don't think he got a fair chance. In, I think he was always he's in only twenty five, right? Yeah, he, he he's only twenty five. I think he could be a good wide receiver three for that team and a guy who's kind of the deep ball specialist for Dallas. I agree. I think he's going to come onto the scene in Dallas a similar way that Cedric Wilson did, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, Cedric Wilson, blah blah blah," but. You know, Dak's a good quarterback, and he's pretty accurate. So all he has to do is put it close to James Washington, and I can see James Washington being a very good value right now in Dynasty. Yes, my closest quarterback in my model to Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins. Oh, boy. Hey, yo. All right, let's get into some running back news. We had some signings just today. Hasn't been much for running backs. We've still got Leonard Fournette is still out there. Melvin Gordon's still out there. The running back market has been quiet. Sony Michelle is still out there. But we did see Rashad Penny uh, sign a one-year $5.7 million deal. So significant money, uh, I would say, to come in and either share the backfield or compete with Chris Carson, who's coming from a neck injury. I think Penny looked great. Again, he was a league winner. A lot of people gave him up for dead. But he's a top-five guy, all-time yards per carry in the NFL, which is a bit of a shocker. 
He's up there with guys like, I don't know, Bo Jackson, Jamal Charles is on that list, I think. Um, do we trust him to produce James? Are you buying into Rashad Penny or you're like, this Penny is a little bit tarnished? Uh, the Penny is definitely a little tarnished. Am I buying? It depends on the price. Okay. Um, you know, if, if it's an ample deal, okay, yeah, I'll take a shot. I, I currently own zero shares. Um, but do I, I got rid of mine? <laughs> yeah, do I trust him to produce? Uh, Chris Carson kind of shadows everything, and we don't know the full picture is not painted yet in Seattle. Do they get a rushing quarterback? Do they get a, a pocket passer? Like that all is going to affect Rashad Penny. The, mainly, Chris Carson is definitely going to affect Rashad Penny. We need to see if he comes back healthy. Yep, Tyler. Any uh, thoughts on Mr. Penny? Yeah, I'll probably stay away. Yeah, yeah they, they're going to take Brees Hall at nine, and then another probably <laughs> another so confidently, and then probably <laughs> another running back in the second round. You write that it's down. Pete Carroll. So double Choking tap running back, you know. double double. Yeah, I did double. hear, however, though that Rashad Penny had a better deal somewhere else, but he wanted to stay in Seattle. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Good luck. We did have it's another secondary running back re-up. Uh, J.D. McKissick was originally, looks like he was going to sign with Buffalo, which Oof. I love that move. Yeah, um, loved it. And now he said, you know what? Washington freed up some money, and Washington said, hey, why don't you come back here for the same amount yeah. of money? He chose not to move. <laughs> um, you know, there's a there's actually a really good if you're into YouTube, go on and follow Nate List. He had a really good video this week about um Antonio Gibson and how JD McKissick's signing doesn't impact him as much as you think. And I really liked it. It made me really think. Um so on the surface, McKissick two years ago, his target share was over 20%, and there was only 15% last year while we saw Antonio Gibson's target share rise. So I think you know the immediate reaction is like, oh, McKissick, that's not great for Gibson. I think Gibson's gonna be okay. Have you seen the video of the general manager for the Bills? Uh, Billy the press, Bean? Yeah, the the press conference talking about McKissick and how they had the his agent had an agreement and everything. His agent said, sorry, Washington, he's signing with the Bills. And Washington didn't back off. Washington kept pushing and pushing, which is a big no-no in the, in the kind of in the contract talks, the Randy Gregory situation in the tampering period, because and the, it was tampering period, it, not the contract was, period. And, and it was pretty much more like the tampon period. It can yeah, ruin, right? it can Somebody's ruin relationships. Tamponing. It can ruin relationships in the NFL. And and it's, it's like in, in a dynasty's trade, like say you, there's games going on Sunday and you're like, Hey, let's do this trade. Okay. We agreed. And then all of a sudden Monday, or Tuesday comes up when the league opens up and you can make trades. And they're like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. Like after I've having, had that, I've had that happen to me. After having a gentleman's agreement and everything, cold feet. It I've is, had it happen. It is the worst. If you have a handshake agreement, stick to it. Yep. All right. Let's move on with other running back news. Damian Williams, remember him? Uh, he signed a one-year deal with the Falcons on Thursday, and then the Falcons <laughs> were like, "Bruh, we're going to resign Cordero Patterson to a two-year, ten and a half million dollar deal on Saturday." Mike Davis is still there. I they got to draft a running back, I would think. They still have to draft a running back. Yeah, it's, it's like just, this Atlanta when? offense is looking like they galore. they went they went all in for Watson, and then afterwards, like, uh, what do we Come do? You're gonna get <laughs> Kyron Williams in like the sixth round. Watch God. Kyle Pitts is gonna run the ball. He's gonna catch the ball. He's, He's gonna, gonna pass throw the ball, the ball to himself. <laughs> hey, hit the right field. Hit the Bugs Bunny. Throws the second. The Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, <laughs> It just does everything. All right. The next move I actually liked Raheem Mostert, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, goes to the Dolphins on a one-year $3.1 million deal. They added Chase Edmonds. So now they have Chase Edmonds. They have Raheem Mostert. Uh, they still have Savan Ahmed, who they tendered. Miles Gaskin, you should have traded him last year early or the year before. Ugh. Goodbye. I mean, Miles Gaskin, I, I think, can he play in the league? Sure. But I don't think he's ever going to be fantasy relevant again. Uh, unless there's a, a bunch of injuries here. Mostert follows, you know, what's his name? The nerdy cool guy there. The new um, McDaniel. head coach. McDaniel. Yeah. Um, so he brings in a guy that he knows. So that means a lot to me. And it looks like the Dolphins are bringing in Teron Armstead for a visit to play Ooh, left tackle. And they've that. already made some moves on their offensive line. So Miami doing some things. I like what Miami's doing. Boston Scott re-signed a one-year deal after the uh, Philadelphia Eagles let him go. They did the same thing with Fletcher Cox. They're like, we'll cut you, but you can come back. Just yeah, come back, come back at a cheaper deal. 
So he got a one-year deal for $1.75 million. Do we think Miles Sanders is a buy low? My yes. answer to that is yes, because I've always loved Miles Sanders. Yes. James, James, would you agree with that? 110%. Doug. He, he has never been as yeah. low. Like, we thought he was low last summer going into it's the lower. season. It's and it's lower, lower now. So, I yeah, got for, now, now's the time. I got him and Melvin Gordon from our good friend Shane uh, for two seconds and a future second. So three seconds wow. for Miles Sanders and Melvin Gordon. We're waiting on Melvin. What's going I, on, Melvin? I dig that. Yeah, we'll see. The minute he resigns with Denver, all the Javante owners are going to be like, stop it, stop it, stop it. oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to love it. Um, Patriots news. They actually signed people. <laughs> They're terrible. Good people? The, the, <laughs> AFC is, the AFC is so incredibly stacked. Being a Patriots fan now is like, like, there's so many other teams that are better. But James White resigned with the Pats. He's coming off a hip injury. He's obviously older. The Pats re-signed all their older veterans. I don't yeah, know what they're doing. He had a hip injury. And then a new veteran. <laughs> yeah, and they signed Ty Montgomery, who can all play special teams. Brandon Bolden went from the Patriots to the Raiders. So yes. he's going to be their special teamer. Running back four. Break case, you know, break glass in case of emergency back. Um, does this bother either of us with Harrison, Harris and Stevenson? Or is it just depth? The answer is no. Harris and Stevenson are just fine. What do you guys think about this? I agree. I think it might it may lower their value a little bit just because they're they are some well known names. So you might be able to get a little <laughs> bit of a cheaper option, maybe on Stevenson, especially. I love so. James White. James White is notorious for his pass catching ability, and I, I think Stevenson gets that role sooner rather than later to it's himself. A, it's a hip injury too, and that could, that could definitely cause for a might a have decline. to put him down. A decline. And also, if you haven't seen Fox Sports News posted a tweet about Damian Harris signing a one year deal with the I Falcons, saw that. and oh. Damian Harris responded yeah. with, Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not a free agent. What you, I saw that. that talking about with us? That was that was great. I bet so that many was a good Twitter to, laugh this year. This I week, so many people <laughs> were trying to buy Ramondre after seeing that. Like, wait, what? No, fuck <laughs> oh, up. He's the guy. Uh, that's a so big. We, that's a big note, Tyler. I'm glad you brought that up. Make sure you check the source, yes. especially during free agency. <laughs> I got a couple gag ones that I was like, "That's not a real thing," and it's like Adam Schichter or whatever. Schichler, yeah, Ian yeah. Rap. Rap, rap a armpit or whatever. Rap um, armpit. So Houston made some moves in their backfield that, you know, they extended Rex Burkhead. Oh, God. Now they're bringing back the husk of Royce Freeman and they're bringing in Dare Ungabawale on a two year, $3.3 million deal as a pass catcher. I've always kind of liked <laughs> I've Ungabawale. liked Ungabawale, man. Yeah. Falcons and the Texans. What Tyler's, are they doing? Oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 it beats the heck out of me. I mean, isn't David Johnson still on this roster too? No, he's a free no. agent. Oh, he's free Ooh. agent. Oh, yeah. He's not getting, he's not getting picked up. He's, he's, I, I, I don't think David Johnson gets picked up by anybody. I like Ungabawale. I think he can help out and at least pass protect for davis mills that'll that'll uh, boost davis mills james up can you do bit. me one favor and for our listeners can you say a wale in the most italian accent possible dare and wale yes that made it all worth it all right, all right. it's going google wale hey Ogumbawale. i like him i like him you can you can get you can get him for like a fifth round pick no or thank you <laughs> i'll take rather have tyron williams there you go. Let's get into some tight end news because there was a lot of movement at the tight end position. Now, no super sexy names or anything like that, but I think some good moves. Now, this first one hurts my soul. This when I saw today, today. Yeah. that Gerald Everett signed with the Los Angeles Chargers, two years, $12 million, $8 million guaranteed because, you know, Donald Parham, I thought was going to be the thing. God. <sighs> can, I, can I just. I was hoping here. Trey McKitty might. So, Everett is the new Jared Cook. For years, he's going to be all hype. New team look every at, year. Look at his athletic profile. Check this profile out. He was a high second-round draft pick. Hey, Jared Cook was too. Look at this. New offense. Good quarterback. You know what? He's going to be 35 until he finally breaks out, just like Jared Cook was. <laughs> so for me, Parham's just fine. I wouldn't I would. You're I not nervous at all. I mean, we saw the way the coach came over from New Orleans. His name is blanking on me. I'm sorry. He came over from New Orleans. Lombardi. He, yeah, Lombardi. He had a, a plan for his tight end. He utilized Jared Cook. 
It took away targets from Parham. I think the same thing happens here with Gerald Everett. I think Gerald Everett gets some of the play uh, until Gerald Everett kind of he always finds a way to mess up and get off and stays off the field for a little yeah. bit of time so it's going to yeah. be interesting to watch. yeah the uh the jacksonville jaguars are in their spending spree signed a one-year deal for evan ingram one year nine million upgrade over dan arnold here's the thing mm. i think having doug peterson as the head coach who's worked with athletic tight ends in the past i actually like this a lot for evan ingram um, he's been healthy the last couple of seasons. That was always his bugaboo. But again, he's like a wide receiver playing tight end. <laughs> Can't catch. <laughs> sure. Um, but out of all the spots that he could go to, this is one of the better ones. So Can we agree on that. So uh, actually, no. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is not a very accurate passer. Um, if you actually watch, he missed a lot of passes when he had a clean pocket and uh, a lot of area to throw it into. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't fix himself, we could be looking at a, a big time bust. So you're it, just trying it, to buy him on the low right now, Tyler. I know No, I'm not. Uh, and he, it worries me. So for me, Evan Ingram, I, I do like the spot. Hopefully they use him differently. He's the tallest receiver they have. So, <laughs> Uh, he was me, just misused for the Giants. I that, think even James would agree with that. That's true. And, and you yes. know what? Trevor Lawrence loves look throwing in the middle of the field. And if this offensive line doesn't get better, he's going to have to get the ball out quick. And what better than Ingram or Etienne? Yep. So speaking of the Giants, James, your Giants, you know, they cut Kyle Rudolph. Evan Ingram moves on. They signed Ricky Seals Jones, who was the backup in Washington, but was fantasy relevant there for a few weeks until he got until he got hurt. I've always liked Ricky Seals Jones. He's a converted receiver, I believe, from AM. Um, and you know, for a one year, one million dollar deal, he could be a starting tight end for the Giants. What did you think about this move, James? You think it's a good budget oh, move? Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, take that from the footballers. That's no, uh, he's a seal. Um, and are you, is he, does he get here your seal of approval? Uh, I guess he gets my seal. The, of approval for the rebuild Giants. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you had to give me Ricky Seals Jones. I would have rather had a good take on Evan Ingram. The fact that Doug Peterson watched him for two games every year, every season that he played against them. And Evan Ingram pretty much did the Eagles dirty every time they played, even though he did suck throughout the year. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, I guess he's reliable. He's coming off an injury. I'm a little concerned about that. I'm 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 out on Giants pass catchers outside of Kadarius Tony uh right now. So yeah, I'm I'm not intrigued by this move. I'm staying away for dynasty purposes. Fair. If if it's a tight end premium league and you think he's uh like he's a flyer, you want to take a flyer on him, sure. Okay. Next t- next move here was the Tennessee Titans. They are finally upgrading their tight end position. We all thought Anthony Fersker might be a thing. And it was Jeff Swaim and, oh God, what was the other? There was a McCole Pruitt, I think, caught some Pruitt. touchdowns for them. Yeah. They finally um, found somebody less athletic than those guys. <laughs> I know, but you know what? The, the thing about Austin Hooper, he might be less athletic, but he's relatively productive. And I think getting him on a one-year $6 million deal after he got cut from the Cleveland Browns and now it's in Joku season with Deshaun Watson, I think. Uh, um, you know, Austin Hooper, Harrison we look Bryant. at this. We look at this offense now with A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Austin Hooper. To me, that's an upgraded offense over what they had last year. You know, Derrick Henry coming back. Um, they move, move some pieces on the offensive line, which isn't great. But I like the spot for Austin Hooper. And I think, you know, I think he's still going to be fantasy relevant. I liked him better here than I did in Cleveland splitting with Njoku and Harrison Bryant. You know, this next signing, O.J. Howard to the Bills. Everyone was like, how do you feel about Dawson Knox? I feel perfectly fine about yeah. Dawson Knox. O.J. Howard... What did he do for Tampa last year coming off the Achilles? The answer, nothing. Um, I think OJ Howard probably got more money than he should have here on a one-year deal. Um, I don't think he's going to be a factor in this offense really at all. I think think Dawson (laughs) Knox showed that he can be the guy and Howard is a good depth person in a two-tight end set. Sure. Yeah, the the issue is is Knox had nine touchdowns and he didn't really have too many catches. If Howard, who is a massive target himself, takes any of those red zone targets away from Knox, his value could start dropping a little bit. <clears throat> That's my worry. And who knows? Maybe Howard can get his athleticism back a little bit at being another year removed from the Achilles. Because what we do remember is he could take a screen to the house back in Alabama. So 
Yeah, it's been a while since he and he. Speaking of tight ends with the dropsies, whew. yeah, that's very true. He made Evan Ingram look shorthanded. Yeah, that's sure. made Evan Ingram blush. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Packers re-signed free agent Robert Tunyon, bag of Funyuns, to a one-year deal that was not disclosed. He tore his ACL in Week Eight. We all know Robert Tunyon was a tight end one a couple of years ago, mostly buoyed on his touchdowns. But now that Devontae Adams isn't in the picture, the Packers haven't made any moves at wide receiver. They haven't re-signed MBS. We can only assume they're going to draft one. Uh, I low-key like going out and buying Robert Tunyon on the cheap. We did see uh, Josiah DeGuara actually play a little bit, and he was a guy I got for free in tight end premium leagues. So keep an Amari eye on that, Rogers too. Rogers season. We'll uh, see. Yeah. So last but not least, we're going to go over the Jets. They made two signings at tight end. Traditionally, a very bad team with tight ends. We saw Chris Herndon, Ryan Griffin. Uh, they haven't had a good tight end in quite a while. But they went out and signed C.J. Ozoma from the Cincinnati Bengals. And didn't the Bengals sign? They signed Hayden Hurst, which is not on this list. Yeah, yeah he Let's is. Talk Scroll about down. That. Oh, he is? Okay. Hey, 3. there 5 he is. million for the nice. Bengals. Good so job, Bengals. C.J. Uzama, three years, $24 million. They also signed Tyler's boy, Tyler Conklin, to a three-year $21 million deal. Tyler's brother. Which is good for <laughs> Conklin. I think Conklin <laughs> is a great tight end, too, on a roster. He can block. He can catch. Uzoma can be the exclusive pass catcher if they want him to be. Um, so it just gives a little bit more um, of a solid option to Zach Wilson in year two. And, you know, the Jets now, they have Elijah Moore. They have Corey Davis. Um, who else did they sign? I just, uh, it doesn't matter who they sign, to be honest. I, I think you, if you're a tight end and you go to the Jets, you're going there to die. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think uh, Uzoma is more of a a locker room guy that was proven throughout his tenure in in Cincinnati. They loved him there. He's going to be more of a locker room guy. Conklin's going to be a a tight end too that maybe they put in the slot a little bit. He can play a little bit of that role. Uh, Yeah. um, This might be the move of two tight end sets, putting Elijah Moore on the outside. And still going to go acquire Michael Carter. I highly recommend. Yeah. And and it, (laughs) I mean, it all depends on Zach Wilson. Can he jump from year one to year two? And no, I don't think so. Yeah. So let's get to Hayden Hurst. I actually thought this was a great signing as a replacement for CJ Uzoma. Hayden Hurst has been a really solid pro. We all make the joke. They drafted him in the first round and then drafted Andrews in the third. It should have been flip-flopped. We all get it. But Hayden Hurst, you know, for Atlanta Falcons was a solid player. I think for him to come in for the Bengals and pretty much be their starter. I don't think it's that much of a downgrade at all compared to CJ Uzoma. Hurst has been a really good pro. So I liked that move. Um, it gave his value from being none after being behind Kyle Pitts to giving him a little bit more value, especially in tight end premium leagues. And then Farrell Brown resigned with the Texans one year, 4 million. Cool. It's Brevin Jordan season, whatever. I'm just yeah. mad that uh, the, the Bengals made me spend a little bit more fab than I wanted to on Drew Sample because I went out on waivers as soon as <laughs> Uzama got moved to the Jets. Pick up Drew Sample saying, hey, he was pretty good when Uzama got hurt. And then the next day they go out and pick up Hayden Hurst. I'm like, damn it. Now I got to spend more offseason fab. But I did. I shout out to my home league, uh, Old Dirty. Uh, thanks, guys. I got Hayden Hurst. I'll have him for a while, I guess. Yeah. And they Bonus and they year. beefed up that offensive line with uh, oh, oh yeah, sure. Collins. That, Collins that team is going to And they got keep... Kappa. Uh-huh. And they got Ted gonna... Karras from the Pats. Who's they are going to try to go back. Uh, I'm excited for the AFC. For AFC yeah. football, I'm really excited this season. Yeah. Yep. So before we wrap up, I did a terrible job at hosting, and I should have give a shout out to our sponsor somewhere in the mid-roll of this podcast, but I was just so I excited to keep it going with all this news. I want to give a shout out to Underdog, new sponsor of Dynasty Happy Hour. If you're looking to play DFS right now, you can play college basketball. You can do hockey. You can do basketball. Obviously, coming. baseball, you can do football when that starts up again. There's all sorts of cool options on Underdog. You can bet against the spread if you're into that type of gambling. You can do all these things on Underdog. Now, when you sign up for an Underdog account, what you should do, there's going to be a thing. You put in your email, your information. It's going to say, put in a code. Code DHH, super easy to remember, and they will match your monies up to what? $100, Tyler? $100. Get paid. Get money, get paid. So put some money in, and bam, it's going to double for you. Use code DHH. And we cannot forget to mention our longest time sponsor, Trophy Smack. They're awesome. If you're dragging your feet and you haven't got your trophy yet, or maybe you're looking ahead and you want to get it out of the way now, go ahead and go to Trophy Smack. 
Use code DHHRING. When you order that trophy or that belt, you're going to get a free $60 value, high-quality championship ring. If Tyler's showing it up to the camera, I can't see it. Um, I'm just hoping that he is. I'm not. Uh, damn. That's his twinkly smile. I don't have your video on when I when I host because I have the sheet. I got to go. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I got to read the sheet. Uh, so make sure you go on to Trophy Smack. Use code DHHRING. Just a lot of awesome, awesome products. Great company. Featured on Shark Tank. Mark Cuban is an investor. Doesn't get better than the cubes. So very, very cool. Go DHHRING for Trophy Smack. Boys, before we wrap up, any final words here? I want to go and play new Fortnite. I Yay, can't no wait. <laughs> I can't wait. So Matt Ryan has his, uh, you know, salary kind Tuesday. of. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> If he doesn't get traded before then, Matt Ryan's staying with Atlanta. That's yep. his choice. So he's, he's he'll be a Falcon by Tuesday. We'll find out where Baker, I think, will land by Monday. Uh, Jimmy, like you said, I think will be closer to the draft. But we'll, we're going to start seeing the quarterback position get solidified soon. And whatever team Baker lands on is going to be better than where he was. If you have any opportunity, I'm telling you guys, if you guys have any opportunity to go buy Baker and Superflex, now is the time. Someone it's... lowballed me an offer in pigs of around one and two, which is like the equivalent of like 200 bucks. And I was like, nope. Yeah, it's it's super, super cheap. And Baker, I feel it could go one or two ways. It could be a disaster and he just falls apart mentally and he just stops trying. Or this pushes him to be what we all saw in Oklahoma and his rookie year. We've seen quarterbacks get better on a new change of scenery. And I hope Carolina doesn't start an experiment with Baker. I, I hope he goes to Seattle. I hope Seattle Indy. Indy's my Indy. number one spot because it's yeah. indoors. He gets to play indoors. That'd be the great. line, Jonathan the Taylor, line. Michael yeah, Pittman. Tyler, we talked about that. Indoors Bingo. is so much better. The weather in Cleveland killed a couple yeah. of those good matchups he had last season and the season before that. So, and yeah, Frank Reich is going to go to Baker who Frank Reich didn't like Wentz because of the character in the locker room. He wasn't a good leader. Didn't like his face. He's not a team player. That's the problem with Wentz. Baker is going to be a good leader. He's going to be a locker room guy. So I think him and Frank Reich are going to mold perfect. I hope it's Indy. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I get that. James, any final words before we wrap up? No, I think that's it, man. We covered everything. I'm I'm happy about the way things are going for free agency. I'm looking forward to that more news. Market. Yeah, the running back market's still wide open. Uh, can't wait to keep doing it. Absolutely. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll cover any new free agency signings and news that we have to go over. It's been a jam-packed couple of weeks. So thanks for joining us and getting your news and information from us at Dynasty Happy Hour. For myself, Doug, for James, for Tyler. We're going to see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour.